Welcome to the Get Hungry Podcast, a show where we expand the bounds of what you see possible by exploring new topics each week to level up your thinking and cultivate your God-given potential. Hello and welcome to the Get Hungry Podcast. My name's Josh and I hope you've had a fantastic week so far. I know I've had a pretty good week and this week I'm going to be talking about a pretty cool topic. It's called JOMO. But before we do that, I just want to take the time to thank you all for choosing to tune into the podcast. It honestly means so much to me that you would take the time out of your schedule to listen to me. And in return, I want to provide some value to you by sharing some thoughts, ideas, insights, quotes and information that I've come across. so that together we can level up our thinking and cultivate our God given potential. If you like the podcast, I would definitely recommend going over to Instagram and searching for Get Hungry Pod. I try to post regular updates, behind the scene videos and things like that. And I'm hoping to switch it up a little bit this week. So definitely give me a follow over there. I'd really, really appreciate it. And feel free to send me a DM as well. I'd love to spark some conversations with some of you guys. Alrighty, well, before we dive into this week's topic, I'd love to start off with the word of the week. And the word of the week this week is a very lovely sounding word. It's eloquence. Like, doesn't that just sound beautiful? <laughs> um, so, the definition of eloquence is fluent or persuasive. So, this is typically referred to speaking or writing. So, you would say someone is very eloquently spoken. So, a pretty cool word. I think it's one that we can use to spice up our conversations to make it sound just more beautiful. We could strive to be eloquent in our language and incorporate this word within our vocabulary. So, your challenge is to use the word eloquence or eloquent in your conversations this week. Now, before I get on to sharing my thoughts on this pretty cool topic that is JOMO, I want to explain that this is a phrase that I did not come up with myself. It's one that I came across when I was reading an article on Nest Labs, which is a email newsletter, and I'm pretty sure it's a website as well. And the title of the article was From FOMO to JOMO. So before coming across this article, I probably like you have never heard of JOMO before. But since reading it, I kind of have been thinking through it a little bit more. And I'd love to share those thoughts that I've had on this article. So most of the ideas and thoughts that I have on this topic did arise as a result of reading this article. And so I just wanted to reference the article. And I'll have a link in the show note description as well for you to go and read the article for yourself if you want to. So what is JOMO? Well, I feel like JOMO, after reading this article, is the less commonly known productive progression of FOMO. Now, FOMO is a term that we've probably all heard before, and it is an acronym for fear of missing out. And it's something that we all have probably experienced and do continue to experience, whether we like to admit it or not. So, in order to kind of identify what JOMO is and really cultivate this new found word, we really need to firstly understand what FOMO is and where it stems from. So, at its core, FOMO stems from a couple of things. The first thing is obviously fear. Now, what is fear? Well, fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by threats of danger, pain or harm. And I think this is really interesting because the fear that's used within this FOMO phrase, I don't think it relates as heavily towards the danger, but more the pain side of things. And not a physical pain, but more a emotional pain of feeling left out. 
which then links into another principle, which I think is at the core of FOMO, and that's anxiety. It's the feeling of worry that you're going to miss out on a fun, exciting, awesome experience if you say no to something. And so this often results in people agreeing to things or saying yes to things more often than they would like to or should. Now, another one of the sort of pillars that I think FOMO is founded upon is actually loneliness. So, the sadness of being alone or not having company and not doing anything when you don't want to be alone or you want to be out having fun with friends, but you're not. So, that's sort of what loneliness is. It's obviously important here to mention that this is different from solitude, which is intentional aloneness. So, if you want solitude, you are choosing to pull yourself away from other people or other situations to isolate yourself for a particular reason, whereas loneliness is when you are by yourself and you don't want to be by yourself. Now, believe it or not, FOMO is actually a word that is now in the dictionary. And it's obviously, and the definition is anxiety that an exciting or interesting event may currently be happening elsewhere, often aroused by posts seen on social media. When you think about it, social media is very heavily used in today's day and age. I don't know the exact statistics or anything, but there's a large population of people that are on social media in one form or another. Now, there's multiple ways of using social media, but one of the main ways that social media is used is to post selfies or to post experiences or things that you were a part of. And so if you are constantly on social media, you're constantly exposed to what other people, especially your friends, are up to. Now, seeing a post of someone who is doing something fun and exciting can make you feel a bunch of different ways. It can either make you feel excited or happy for that person, or, and more often than not, it actually kind of stems a little bit of jealousy in in thinking, oh, I wish I was there doing that, or I wish I was invited so that I could go and enjoy that with them, or they look like they're having so much fun, and what am I doing? I'm just sitting here in my bed scrolling social media. Like, it stems that jealousy, and that is not a healthy thing. It's funny because sometimes, too, you'll see people enjoying themselves, doing something that you may not enjoy, and you can still get FOMO and want to be a part of what they're doing when it's actually something that you don't enjoy doing. Like, say, for instance, if you hated tubing because you can't swim and you saw on social media someone post videos and photos of them and a bunch of friends going out tubing and having all this fun... The fact that you don't like tubing because of swimming actually takes the back seat and jealousy starts to kick in because they seem to be having a good time and you wish you were having a good time. And that's just a silly example, but it sort of explains or shows how FOMO can actually start to take over our life in a negative way. Because then when someone invites you to an opportunity that you would rather not do, you are more likely to say yes because you don't want to miss out on what the opportunity could bring. Now, I'm not saying that you now need to say no to every single opportunity, because I'm all about saying yes to new experiences, especially ones that are going to push you and make you grow in areas that you may be feeling fear in, or you may be uncomfortable. There's the common phrase, get comfortable being uncomfortable. And so, I definitely want to be a person who, when I'm given opportunities to do things that I might not want to, or I might be hesitant on, I like to say yes so that I can experience that. But I think there needs to be a balance and we'll talk about that later on. But while we're on the topic of social media, I think it's important to say here as well that 
more often than not, the posts that people post on social media are filtered or they're the best takes. And so not only are you seeing your friends and people you know, and even people you don't know, enjoy themselves and have an exciting experience, but you're seeing it through a filter and only seeing the best takes. And so you're kind of drawn into this falsified imagination of that experience being perfect and you missed out on it. Kind of reminds me of me myself going on social media and seeing Ross Edgerly do a killer workout. I can watch that and think because I'm excited by physical activity and working out and pushing myself. I can see him do that and just want to be a part of that and want to join in on that workout. But I know that while it looks like a fun, exciting, cool experience, if I were there and if I was doing the workout, I would be puffed, I would be sore, I would not be able to keep up, like all of these negative feelings would be experienced if I were there. And so, it's funny how social media has this tendency to make things appear better than they actually are. So, at its core, FOMO is not wanting to say no to experiences because you think you're going to miss out on a cool, fun, exciting experience and you don't want to miss out on the fun that others will be experiencing. So, what then is JOMO? Well, JOMO is the joy of missing out. For me, when I heard this, I thought, hmm, missing out is the common denominator here. The only difference is FOMO is based around fear, whereas JOMO is is based around joy. So, it's a matter of perspective or intentionality. You know, we have the option to either operate out of fear of what you might miss out on, Or we can be excited by the fact that saying no to that means that I can actually spend time doing what I would like to be doing or what is more beneficial for me to be doing. I'd love to share a little excerpt from the article that I read. I think it might have been the last paragraph, but people on their deathbeds don't regret missing these work drinks or not going to that party. They regret not spending enough time with their families, not working hard enough to achieve their life purpose or not being true to themselves. Instead of filling your mind with regrets, strive to fill it with good memories and proud achievements. Wow, what a thought. You know, it's not until we kind of think about the end or like us on our deathbed that we can start to really identify what are the things that do matter to us. I remember reading another article about a guy who said that he literally starts every morning out thinking about death and using that as fuel to start the day. Now, this is something that I myself have not ever done, but but in coming across this, it kind of made me think, hmm, actually, that would lead to us living a more intentional life because when we have the end in mind, the end being death, something that us as humans are inevitably going to be faced with at one point or another, it helps us to see every day as a gift. And we can use that gift productively or we can waste it by operating out of FOMO. So JOMO can then help us to be who we really are instead of acting based on external pressures that may actually give us short-term satisfaction but result in long-term regrets. This reminds me of another quote that I've read by Sean Covey where he says, saying yes to one thing means saying no to another. That's why decisions can be hard sometimes. So, thinking about this quote here, if we're saying yes to experiences, we need to also think that if we say yes to this, we're actually saying no to something that we'd rather be doing. And so, we need to be very intentional about identifying what it is that we want to do 
and say yes to that, which in turn will actually be saying no to experiences which may seem fun in the short term, but in the long term will result in you not achieving the things that you want to achieve in life. So how can we begin using this in our daily lives? Well, I'd love to reiterate the steps that were given within this article. They said, firstly, we need to reflect and some really important questions that we can ask ourselves. And I'd love to relay these questions onto you is firstly, how do I currently spend my time? Like literally pull out your journal, pull out a notepad or even your phone and write a list of how you currently spend your time. Next, ask yourself what activities are driven by others instead of being driven by myself and intentionality. So I found the best way to kind of structure this is to have a blank page on one side, write down all of your activities and on the other side, write driven by others and underneath write driven by me and then draw arrows from the activities you're currently doing to one of the two and see which one has the most arrows pointing to it at the end. And this in turn will help you to identify if you are living an intentional life or not. After you are able to identify this, you can then make changes accordingly. So firstly, reflect. Secondly, disconnect. As we were saying, people become so heavily dependent upon social media and it almost becomes like an addiction. You know, sometimes I've even noticed myself and I'm guilty of it where you're sitting, there's nothing to do. And so you pull your phone out. And the next thing you know, you're not even conscious about what you're doing, but you open up social media and you start scrolling aimlessly. So when it comes to disconnect, definitely firstly would be disconnect from social media, whether that's for a period of time during a day, whether it's deleting the app from your phone so that you don't have access to it. Secondly, disconnect from technology. Like we become so dependent upon technology, our phone, TV, whatever it may be that they are one of the biggest distractions that we're faced with in life. So literally have periods of time in your day, in your week, where you have a break from technology. You're just with your thoughts. You might go for a walk. You might do an exercise. You might try something new. You might even read a book, but just get away from the screen for a little bit. And thirdly, I think it's important to disconnect from information. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, in my first podcast, I talked about input versus output. So input being all of the sources or strains of information that you feed yourself with. We need to have times where we're not feeding ourselves with information, but in turn, we're literally sitting with our thoughts and processing through things and thinking and being present. I found for myself personally, the time that works best for me is sitting in my car on my way to work and I literally just think out loud. I'll process through thoughts that are in my head. I'll unload all of the information that's crowding my mind. And when I do this, I found that more often than not, I get a breakthrough in something or it just helps me to be intentional about what I'm thinking about. I was listening to the Craig Grishel podcast and he was reiterating the fact that our thoughts are a direct relation to our sources of input. And so if we're feeding ourselves with something, that's going to shape our thoughts, which in turn will shape our action. And so we need to be very intentional about what we're choosing to feed ourselves with because that will shape our thoughts and what we think about and our perception on things, which again will shape our actions. You know, as humans, we only have a limited amount of capacity. We don't have an endless amount of storage. We have a limited capacity. And if we are constantly bombarding it with garbage on social media and TV shows and all of those things, 
It's going to cloud our thoughts and prevent us from being intentional and living intentional lives. You know, these are thoughts that I am not saying because they're things that I have eradicated from my life. I still go on social media, I still have TV shows, but I want to just share and together identify that we need to try and be more intentional about our sources of input. And my intentional sources of input is going to be different to yours, but we need to be intentional with what we feed ourselves with, spend some time thinking on those things and reflecting, and in turn, it will help us to be more intentional with our actions. So firstly, reflect, second, disconnect, and third, prioritize. Now, we only have a limited amount of time on this earth, so why would we fill it doing the things that don't inherently matter to us? Identify the things that you want to achieve and start taking steps towards them. This is something that gets me fired up or I get passionate about, but I know that I too need to be more intentional about taking steps towards what I want to achieve. And so together, I want to encourage us both that it is possible. We just have to take a couple of steps to get there. And first step is reflecting. Second step is disconnecting. But I also think that we really need to prioritize relationships. You know, we need to cultivate our friendships. We need to spend time with our family members, spend time with mentors, try and grow and build on relationships because at the end of the day, these are the things that really do matter. Something that I want to stop is acting because of, like instead of saying, oh, I'm doing this because of that person or because this will please that person or because this will whatever. I want to start living out of intentionality and doing things so that, so that I can remind myself regularly, look, yes, that would be fun to go to that party, but I'm staying at home and I'm thinking through podcast topics so that I can work on cultivating my potential and inspiring and encouraging others to cultivate their potential also. Well, that just about sums up this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really, really hope that you got something out of it. Remember, go follow me on Instagram. I'm going to post a couple of posts throughout this week, kind of further explaining some of the ideas that I've shared in this week's episode. If you have any additional thoughts, feel free to send me a DM as well. I'd love to know your thoughts and answer any questions that you may have. But I'd encourage you to think on JOMO this week. Try to act out of JOMO not react because of FOMO. All right, have a wonderful week and I will see you again next week here on the podcast. Love you guys. 